This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, May 12th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part two of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. So where I saw the uh, actual information becoming useful is that that's really a disruption in the information flow because it didn't know it was going to need the extra power and it didn't know how to get the power. So they actually purchase uh, very small, fast-moving assets that cost them uh, quite a lot of money. Basically, that's where the data come into it. You can't really run optimally unless you, first of all, know where you are and know where you need to be. And thirdly, you actually take action. Thank you. So, Pat, you know, there's there's so many encouraging solutions that are coming out around AI and the potentials here. What's necessary to ensure data quality into AI and, and other applications and solutions? I've heard you explain it before as AI being the shiny race car that everybody wants. But we all know that we need the highway built for those cars to optimize performance on. Can you talk to us a little bit about this, this foundational layer as a prerequisite to AI? What do we need to know to get there? It's a big question. Uh, getting the data and getting it in properly for what's expected by the application has been a challenge. So I can give a couple of examples there. One would be if you look within a facility, you look at the informational needs of an operator versus the, op- the informational needs of a maintenance person. An operator or operations, they basically are trying to have stability throughout the transient for material and energy balances, two, three days, something on that order. If you look at the maintenance people, they're looking for a cause and effect, a fault that may have caused a piece of equipment to fail, but they're looking at the same data. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. As the Electric Reliability Council of Texas moves into its second week of what some are calling the August and May, with temperatures ranging in the lower 90 degrees to the triple digits, the grid operator has assured the state it will deploy all available tools in order to maintain grid reliability. ERCOT says there is currently enough capacity to meet projected demand levels in its service area, but with generation prices averaging $132 per megawatt, all it would take is one or two large assets to go offline unexpectedly, and the price would skyrocket, with the added cost being passed on to the end users. U.S. inflationary pressures eased in April, according to the latest federal figures, though commodity prices are squarely in the higher-for-longer territory in relative terms. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that consumer prices increased by 0.3 percent in April, compared with the 1.2 percent surge in March. For energy, inflation is still high at 44.7 percent for the 12-month period in ending in April, but the gasoline component declined by 0.5% from March. 
Lionel Bissell is enjoying strong global demand and improving markets for its chemical products, particularly ethylene and polyethylene. A series of build-outs and proposed additions across the U.S. point to where the company believes the chemical market is headed in the years to come. Lionel Bissell executives attributed much of the company's recent profit growth to its growth in propylene oxide and tertiary butyl alcohol and oxide. Fuels businesses, while polyethylene contract prices at the end of March helped to reverse price declines from the fourth quarter. Industrial Info is tracking more than six billion dollars worth of projects from Lion Dalbasel globally, including major PO, TBA, and polyethylene projects in Texas. The world's renewable electricity generating capacity grew by a record six percent last year, and it is poised to set a new record with forecast growth exceeding eight percent this year, according to a new report from the International Energy Agency. If Europe develops renewables at its current pace, it may be able to dramatically reduce its imports of Russian natural gas to generate electricity by 2023. The IEA said in its renewable energy market update released on May 11th. Energy market developments in recent months, especially in Europe, have proven once again the essential role of renewables in improving energy security, in addition to their well-established effectiveness at reducing emissions, said IEA Executive Director Fada Birol. Cutting red tape, accelerating permitting, and providing the right incentives for faster deployment of renewables are some of the most important actions governments can take. In order to address today's energy security and market challenges, while keeping alive the possibility of reaching our international climate goals, and Excel Energy was ahead of the game when it announced its carbon reduction plan in December of 2018, aiming for 100% carbon-free electricity by 2050, with an interim goal of an 80% reduction by 2030. The company is taking. Steps toward this goal, with plans for its service territories in Minnesota and Colorado, and is preparing to issue requests for proposals for these projects as the year progresses. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.